All right, kids, good news. Today is Kids Camp Sunday, so you guys get to stay in and hear the message. Don't worry, I've cut it down to 50 minutes, okay? So, nah, I'm joking, it won't be too long. So we've had this amazing week, um, all this fun. Uh, if you remember, kids, from the wild, uh, one of my roles was teaching the wild Bible adventures. If you remember our first wild Bible adventure, we were in Egypt. Remember out here in the parking lot, it was smoking hot, and I was your evil slave driver, and you guys are making all the bricks. Actually, there's still a few bricks out there, so if you want to see them, they're right on the edge of the pavement. Um, it was something maybe like this scene. The kids were making, that's what you saw, making all the mud and the bricks and stuff, and uh, we were experiencing what it was like when life is unfair, uh, God is good. We also then the, on Tuesday, or sorry, on Wednesday, uh, the next part of it is we led Israel, we led the kids out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage, um, and through the Red Sea. Uh, in our sanctuary here, we found uh, uh, the, the spring of Merah um, and fresh water. We found we had manna given to us and we had uh, quail given to us, provided by God. The quail surprisingly looked and tasted a lot like marshmallows. Uh, so... That was pretty good. Kids, surprisingly, they love the quail. Um, but we remember that when life is changing, God is good. All of these changes. On Friday, if you guys remember, we had, I think it was Caleb, you, uh, and, um, and Hunter, right? And, and who? And Ainsley and Riley. Thanks. You're right, Sheila. Wow, good memory. Um, who carried the ark in front of us and we entered the promised land. Uh, the Jordan was held back by the priests and the ark and we were able to walk across on dry land. Now, um, all of these things have been good. Um, throughout all this, we are reminded that God is good. And, and when we went through the, into, the promise we land, into the promised land, we realized or remembered that even when life is good, when it seems like everything is going well, God is still good. So, um, we did through all of these things. Um, the bottom line, though, I think, is uh, the, the message that we kept hearing throughout the week is that uh, God is good. And I was thinking about it the last few days. God is not only good, he is really good. And I think the best example of this is Jesus. The one, uh, if you guys remember, on Thursday... Uh, we talk some about Jesus and about what he's done for us. Uh, Jesus did all these amazing things. <clears throat> First, he, he came. God came and did this amazing stuff. He showed us what it's like to live in the kingdom, what the kingdom of God is meant to be like here on earth. Not only that, but he went around and he healed people. People who couldn't walk, he helped them to walk. People who couldn't see, he gave them vision. People who couldn't hear, they finally heard for the first time. But the most important thing that he did is he gave us this new life with God in heaven. Because whether we realize it or not, there was this gap, or there was this gap between humanity, between us and God. And let me uh, just show you what I mean. So kids, if you guys can help me, you guys might remember this. We did this on Thursday. I would like you guys, maybe can have some people come up and help. Uh, these are uh, not too heavy, but uh, maybe... Corbin, you can help. You can just, guys, yep, you guys can go and pass out some stones. Watch out, they're a little bit heavy. Just pass out stones to people in the church. Girls, would one of you guys like to help me? Merce, do you want to help? You can pass those out. Okay. Tosh, you can take this basket and pass those out. See, Raina, is this one too heavy, Raina? Do you want to try it? You can try it. Is that okay? 
Yeah, you can pass out some of the stones. Raise your, like, maybe you can just keep, maybe show us by hands if you haven't had a stone yet. Oh yeah, yeah, great. For front row, we missed them, didn't we? All right. So everybody has their stone, right? Uh, take this stone, just hold it in your hand for a moment. And we talked about this some on Thursday with the kids when we were talking about Jesus in a way that maybe helps us to get at what he's done. Um, think about this stone as just, just like one sin in your life. And, you know, some of the kids might be asking, you know, what, what is a sin? A sin is anything that we do that's against God or even against one, each, one another, uh, things that we might do to hurt each other. So here are some examples. One might be to tell a lie. No, most of us know that's not a good thing, right? To lie to someone. Or maybe it's a half-truth where we think like it's not quite a lie, but it's not the truth either. Or maybe disobeying your parents. Or maybe it's cutting a corner when you knew you shouldn't. Or maybe it's stealing or taking something from somebody that's not yours. Or maybe it's, actually, this is one that I sometimes have a problem with. Say mean things. Sometimes I lose my temper. Um, when we say mean things to each other, say hurtful things. Or maybe this is one that I hear sometimes too is when we brag about an accomplishment, something that we've done and we start to brag about it. All these things, they, they wreck our lives. They make life harder and worse. Um, and not only that, they also begin to separate us from God. So think about this rock for just a second. Does anybody's rock feel a little bit dirty? I got these rocks uh, from the road up Redfish. <laughs> uh, so they are a little bit dirty. Um, it reminds us that sin kind of makes us a little bit dirty. The things we do gets dirt on us. So, like, for example, like stealing something. We, we all know that that's wrong, that we shouldn't do that. But it also kind of makes us dirty in a way. Not only that, but this rock... Um, well, mine's actually not too much, but many of you have the granite stones from the rock. The rocks are hard, right? Can you squish it at all? You can squish it. Raina's got a squishy rock. It's Many of the rocks, they're rough, right? A bit jagged. This reminds us, too, that sin can make us rough and make our hearts hard and make us jagged to be around. One of the things I think about, too, is how when we start to hold grudges, when we refuse to forgive people, or someone hurts us and we think, you know what, I am never going to forgive them, how it makes us actually hard. It makes our heart hard like the stone. Not only that, but uh, stones can be kind of heavy. Now, some of you are thinking, like we talked about this on Thursday, who here has a really heavy stone? Not too bad, right? One stone in your hand, not too bad, right? You can carry that pretty easy. You can catch it, throw it. Um, but imagine if this is just one sin, maybe just one angry word. How many angry words, or maybe you're not, maybe you're like me, or maybe you're not, how many angry words do we say in a day? Or how many corners do we cut in a day? Things that we do wrong. These stones start to pile up. And so maybe one stone's not too bad. But a box of stones starts to get pretty heavy. Right? And so these stones start to weigh us down. They start to feel heavy. Stones can start to feel dirty. They can feel rough, jagged, and hard, and heavy. So not only does sin affect us, the wrong things that we do against God and against each other, 
It also affects our relationship with God. And this is, might be a little bit um, trickier to think about, but, but it's because God is holy. God is completely good. And so because God is completely good, he can't just have dirtiness and roughness and harshness and, and uh, those sort of things around him, unholiness. So this is part of God's character of who he is. God is good and holy. And even if he could change it, he wouldn't want to. And for that matter, we wouldn't want him to. Imagine what it would be like if God wasn't actually all that good. Who would want to worship a God like that? A God who was mean or vindictive or nice a lot of the time, but then really lost his temper. Who would want to follow a God like that? But because God is holy, if we want to be close to him, we have to be holy too. Now that's the tricky part. <clears throat> so, the things we do against one another and God, they're sort of like, they're like the stone, they're sins. They separate us from God. So think about this. That sin is dirty, makes us unclean, and it separates us from God. We feel a bit more distant. Not only that, but sin is rough, like our stones and jagged, makes us hard, hardens our heart, and again, puts distance between us and God. And sin is heavy, like the stones. Again, separating us from God. The hard part is there is nothing that we could do about it. No matter how hard we try to really, really try hard to live good, to do as many good things as we can, we still do things wrong. And not just like, oh, we messed up and we didn't know, but like, yeah, I knew that wasn't the right thing to do and I did it anyways. We still struggle with sin. <clears throat> we still struggle to be holy. Now, imagine for a minute, if we can, the pain that God felt, the pain that God feels, because God loves us. He loves each of you so deeply. And yet he's holy and feels this separation, this distance. And so he had to do something. He wanted to do something about it. But he couldn't just overlook our unholiness, the sins in our lives, the things that we've done wrong against him and against each other. That's where Jesus comes in. And that's when I was thinking about this passage <clears throat> this week. Listen to this passage here. So Paul, the Apostle Paul, he was one of the very first pastors. He lived in the modern, he lived in the Mediterranean. He traveled all around starting new churches and teaching people about Jesus. And he said this, he's writing to a church in Rome, which is in Italy, for those of you who don't know where Rome is at. He says, you see at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. And then he said this, Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. And then he says this, he says, But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God the Son came for us. He knew we could never make it on our own. We would never somehow make ourselves holy. And so through Jesus' death on the cross, 
God has made us holy. Something similar like an Old Testament sacrifice, something similar to the way uh, an innocent man would take a prison sentence for another. Jesus gathered all the sin up from all the world, from everything past and everything future, gathered it up here at the cross, and he dealt with it there. His sacrifice covered over all of it so that we could have this new relationship with God. No longer does there need to be distance or separation between us and God and our Father. Because of Jesus and what he's done, we can come and we can pray to God, we can be close to God. The amazing thing is, to get this relationship with God, all we have to do is ask. And I know for centuries, for some people, that has been the most difficult, the most ridiculous, hardest thing to take about faith is that all we have to do is ask. But it's true. And it's amazing, and it's true all because of Jesus and what he's done. So, to maybe experience this, what I'd like us to do is to hold your stone again. Think about maybe one sin or one thing that we've done wrong. One thing that we regret. A word that we said or an insult that we'd made. Or something wrong that we've done. Think about that and think about it with this stone. And in a moment here, we're going to have a chance to come up and get rid of this stone. To drop it at the cross. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to take a moment and pray. And then as you're ready, and it's totally voluntary. If you don't feel ready, it's okay to sit. That's fine. But when you, if you would like to, come and drop this stone and get rid of it. You'll have a chance in a moment. Here, let me pray for us before we do that. Father in heaven, Lord God, I am grateful for your son. Lord Jesus, that you came that you set down everything it meant to be God so that you could become human, that you lived among us, you showed us the right way to live, how to follow you. You did amazing things and healed people, continue to heal people even today. And then so that we could be right with you and with your Father, with our Father in heaven, you sacrificed everything. You gave up your own life so that we could have life with you so that sin would no longer stand between us and you, so that the things that might weigh us down over life, that we could set them down and be free of them. Lord God, we praise you. Lord Jesus, I give you thanks for grace and everything that it has meant in my own life and for the life of each person here. And so, Lord God, we pray uh, that you would forgive us, that you would take these stones Lord, that you would make us right. We pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. And so the kids, uh, if you guys remember, we did this on Thursday. Um, If you guys would like to, if you guys want to start and show the adults how we do it, one thing I would just suggest is as you're ready, stand, come forward, and as you drop your stone, uh, say whatever comes to you, but I would also maybe just to suggest, you know, thank you, Jesus. So kids, you guys can see well. Look at the pile of stones.
the sins already, that the things that we regret, things we wish we could change, there, set down, not for us to carry anymore. I was also thinking some about for you, especially for you uh, kids. Some of you are in your, still in your single digits. Some of you are teenagers. But I hope you notice that all different types of people were coming here. People who were old enough to be your parents. They too were dropping stones. People who were old enough to be your grandparents or even your great-grandparents dropping their stones, saying, Lord Jesus, please carry this for me. Please forgive me. For some of us, uh, this is a practice we do each day. Maybe not with literal stones, but we come and we say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me. Please help me to live differently today, to follow you faithfully. For some of us, might, this might be a totally new or entirely new experience. Maybe even a life-changing moment. Maybe the first time that you have set down stone or sin in front of Jesus. The moment we accept Jesus into our life, everything begins to change. Not always easier. (laughs) For a lot of Christians, following Jesus means life gets a whole lot harder. But it's also following Jesus, life gets a whole lot better too. That even when life is difficult or life is sad, as we've been talking about all this week, God is good. And this is something that I want to encourage you guys in, you younger ones, that you can do this every day. You can continue to come to the cross to Jesus and say, Lord, please hold this stone. Please forgive me for this. And he will. You are forgiven in Jesus. This is the good news. That when we were helpless, God is good. When we were without hope, God is good. When we felt like we were lost without a way to turn, God is good. When we were weighed down by sin, God is good. This is the good news for us this morning. In which... For you young ones who are a part of camp this week, why we have the camp, why we have uh, VBS, why we have kids camp each summer. Because we love Jesus so much, because of what Jesus has done in our lives, and we want to share with you. This is the good news. When life is hard, when life is changing, when life feels unfair, even when life is going really well, God is good. He is really good.